Hello there. Hello there. Hello, Suze. Hey, what's going on? Cheers. Hey, man. Cheers. Uh, glad to have you uh, on the podcast. This is officially... Um, uh, well, excuse me. Well, hello there, hello there. My name is HW. And I'm the Suze. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the Tone Junkie Podcast episode. This is 89. 90? 89. Yeah, well, this is 89. This is okay. 89. Nice. I had a, I have a pot. We're, we're going out of order here. I'm surprised you have more than 10, honestly. I mean, you've been doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus, um, so a little podcast business first. Mm-hmm. Um, People were complaining on the last video edition because YouTube is now the hottest place to uh, capture the Tone Jaggy podcast. That's right. Uh, and so people were, were complaining that they um, there were too many commercials. Now, I'm going to share with everybody a life hack. I pay for YouTube premium. Okay. It's the, it's the best investment you can make. What does that cost? I believe it's... Six dollars or seven dollars could even be nine ninety nine. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh huh. It's comparable with Hulu or Netflix or whatever, and I never watch commercials on YouTube. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. I'm watching a lot of YouTube these days. A lot of YouTube. So was I. Yeah. And so, it's really I. I it's if you think of these subscription services not as access to content. Right, Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's, right, you're getting access to content. You're getting access to Hulu, Netflix. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it that way, because there are free services that have, um, you know, like Pluto TV supported by commercials. It's free. Oh, okay. Right. And then Hulu. Don't they have? You can pay the cheaper rate. Yeah. So get... some of it's access to content, mm-hmm. but some of it you're just paying a premium to not be bothered with ads. Right. Yeah, in the higher Hulu level, you get no ads. Right, no ads, whatever. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, Netflix doesn't have a no ads thing. Mm-hmm. But look, you know, um, I believe it's Samsung uh, and AT&T are, are getting together to do uh, a discounted telephone where they will serve you ads via your phone. Oh, interesting. Like, you'll get ads as notifications. When you go in your email, there'll be an ad there oh my that's placed there. <laughs> and in exchange, you get a discounted bill. Yeah, this is like uh, the gear page is free, but I pay for no ads. Be a supporting member, yeah. no ads. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so, so I get it. Now, listen, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say you got to pay if you don't want ads. Okay. But I understand that people don't want ads. And to be honest, um, I don't make anything on the YouTube ad revenue anyway. Uh-huh. Like if I go look at a podcast episode or like a demo, in the last year it's made like $2.50. You could go get a coffee with that. I am so glad you said that. I have this wasn't even a planned thing. I didn't uh-huh. even tell you about this, or I kind of did, but because we're not going to do ads, uh-huh. I have set up a buymeacoffee.com account. Oh, and that's like if, a thing, like a website. There's a thing. Okay. It's like an alternative to Patreon. I'm not trying to do Patreon and like, though there's, me- you know, you can get this episode early. I got yeah. too much going on. I'm trying to profile the world. Right. I don't have time to record a podcast and get it out to my exclusive members early. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-uh. The only membership I'm about is the Tone Junkie Lounge uh, Pass. And that's the best. Which is amazing. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. We were hanging out in the lounge earlier. It's nice. It's in crazy. There. Yeah. Kanye West was in there. Uh-huh. It's a little uh, dark. Hard maybe to see in there. Yeah, maybe know? we'll bring cameras in one day, <laughs> but uh, not yet. Not yet. Behind the curtain. But I'm gonna turn off ads for these on YouTube. Okay. So no more ads. Okay. I apologize. Someone said there were 30 ads. I was like, I don't know about that. All I'm doing is clicking the ad button. It adds ads. I don't think it added 30 ads in like a 
in like an hour long thing. Wow. But that would be a lot. Um, at the link below, you can now buy HWO coffee. Wow. So it's it. If one or two people want to buy me a coffee, I'm gonna. We're just trying this out. Yeah. Why you not? know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you enjoy the podcast, you want to buy me a coffee, I will drink a coffee which you bought me, and I will mm-hmm. shout you out. Okay. And you know what? Uh, I don't. Yeah. You know, we'll just we'll do that. Maybe we should start doing questions or something. If you buy, you can pick a co- topic or something. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. You know. I could see that. But that. But you know, but we are doing. Uh, I haven't even. You haven't seen yet. I've been working on the Ask HW show. Which, okay. which you know, everybody could just ask questions. Is that a glorified, like, question and answer? It is. Okay. But we will, you know, we'll be answering questions. I'm going to open up an envelope. Mm-hmm. I read the question. I begin to answer it. And then, I, and then I take you into another Tone Junkie world to maybe demo something. Yeah. You know, so maybe two or three questions a show. So are there, like, levels on the coffee thing, like a dollar? It's like a Keurig, like there's, a $2, like a nice... There's just one level. Okay. To be honest with you... It will be set up by the time this is posted. It is not correct. Oh, I see. <laughs> but I'm, no, I'm in the moment. Dollars, uh, uh, coffees are like, I think you could set it as $1, $2, $3 or something. Okay. You know, so it's like, if you want to buy me a coffee. The quality. I'm turning off the ads. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the community here. I'm turning off the ads. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you certainly can. Mm-hmm. I will shout you out and I will drink a coffee in your name on the episode. And, uh, and I'm going to be experimenting with some different coffees because um, I don't like the Keurig stuff that my wife uh, recently bought. But there's a company, um, Dead Petal, that I was really enjoying their coffee. Some of the best oh. coffee I had on the Keurig platform. Okay. And then uh, this is actually a mug my wife made. Uh-huh. It's one of her very early mugs. So she I don't, made that? She made it. So I don't feel it's indicative of her of her, wow. of her work because it's one of the first ones she made. It's very um, plain. But it is it is very plain. But yeah, you know that we converted, um, we have a, a pottery studio. Oh gosh! Did I've you never, see that? I've never seen that. No, so we huh. had another bedroom. You know the bedroom that was at the top yeah. of the stairs there. We called it the train room. Yeah, for a while. yeah. It was a train room because my boys play in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was a train room because yeah. um, when we first moved into the house, my son Oliver was uh, he kept building these Thomas the Train things right at the top of the stairs, right in like the landing area, and because um, it was next to a closet where some of his toys were, and then she kept pulling it apart and putting it away and then he mm. would take it out and build it mm-hmm. and i thought well this seems this seems uh, counterproductive yeah so i said oliver why don't we open this bedroom door for this bedroom that no one's using yeah, it's this, empty. this guest bedroom yeah and why don't you build all your trains in here and then i said to my wife uh and Alyssa, when you are cleaning up the house at the end of the night just close this door so and magically door. it's clean Man, you know so magically smart. it's not there yeah so that's what we did. So that's that's now called the train room, but now it's called the pottery studio. I'll take you up there. Yeah, yeah, I'd we, be interested we, to see we that. took out the carpet. We put down uh, uh, tile flooring. Okay, you know, for any water splash. What's that movie like? The famous movie where like the pottery is like you know it's like someone's helping them. It's like a romance scene or something. Is that like a it's Patrick Swayze? Mm, I bet somebody can throw it in the comments yeah. somewhere, but. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a good idea. So she mm. was into pottery before, so she started taking some classes, got into pottery, and now she's been making stuff. She's been selling stuff on Instagram. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, once she's kind of got good at it, she's mm-hmm. been. I mean, she's been doing a while. She did some classes for a while, and then she bought the wheel uh, a little over a year ago. Okay, and then started doing it at home, and then um, is yeah. she called pottery junkies? She, we talked about <laughs> we talked about that. Okay, um, we talked about good pottery names. Um, is this a good time for a tangent? Yeah. So I have this got, whole thing was a tangent. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, the motto of the show. We have stuff to talk about. I have gotten into bourbon like crazy. Mm. Me and like a bunch of my friends have like jumped in like 
whole hog into hmm. the bourbon community. And one of the channels I follow or on or I watch on YouTube is Bourbon Junkies. Wow. It's two guys talking about bourbon. I mean, it's like the, the it's, similarities are crazy. It's not unlike uh-huh. what we're doing here. Yeah. And so it's been, a, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing to watch people just sit down and drink liquid and tell you how it tastes to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go an hour on these things and, and just totally completely captivated. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bunch of like Fred Minnick, Mash and Drum. There's all these guys that. That do all the the bourbon stuff, they but go, do all this. Yeah, it's it's reviews. They make recommendations. They do blind flights. You know where it's like, which, right. you know, and I, yeah, and there's similarities there in terms of like which tone do you prefer? Like you know, but A B A B. They're doing it with bourbon. So do they have like a bourbon cabinet trick. You know, I haven't seen that it's one. Just for the Kemper. Really. Yeah. <laughs> the maybe, they, maybe they have like a liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah, trick, they might have a, a you know? shelf trick or like something. Like a, a liquor cabinet <laughs> trick. Yeah, but anyway, when you're talking about paying for ads, that might make me do it because the ads on some of those are uh, are pretty nuts. Yeah, so it's um, it's uh, that's kind of how I view it. I don't want to watch their commercials. I don't want to, mm-hmm. and I just ask myself, you know, look, if someone offered you a job, what's the next question you'd ask? What's the pay? Exactly. What's yeah. the pay? Uh-huh. We're on the same level today. You're right. We're just what's the pay? Yeah. So when an ad pops up in front of you. Like, what do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. You know? It, what am I getting here? Yeah. I get to watch this content for free? Well, I'd rather you not bother me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just pay YouTube and not buy, have not have me bothered. Yeah. And I will tell you, because I've watched other creators who make, um, who make videos about how much they make on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. and I can see my own ad revenue. Tone Junkie makes almost no ad revenue on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... it's um, I, I don't know. I guess guitar players are not very valuable, so people don't pay for ads. Uh, right, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Okay, the best stuff you, The best thing you can do is like financial content. If you do like financial content oh, interesting. and, and huh. credit card companies are paying a lot to okay. get credit, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and those types of services. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are kind of good, you know, are up there, but there's a lot of, uh, there's legality with that. But um, I guess broke uh. musicians don't, don't really uh, get up there. So... <laughs> Yeah, my ad rates compared to everybody else, I mean, it's 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 like abysmal low. Like, you know, a great month is like, wow, I made $150 in a month. Right. Releasing 12 or 15 videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's stupid it's low, right? That, yeah. And look, there's only there's only about we're approaching 20,000 subs on YouTube. Hmm. But it's very it's an active community. I feel like we get a lot of comments and stuff, and uh, for me, a lot of the Kemper Tips and Tricks stuff is all about the quality. If I was just after views, mm-hmm. I would do more clickbaity stuff. Like I've done with some stuff like New Kemper in 2021. Right. I, look, that got 10,000 views in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then Quad Cortex versus Kemper, 15,000 views in a couple days. Yeah. I wouldn't do, uh, you know, how to use high and low shift in the cabinet section of a Kemper, <laughs> right? I mean, it's very niche. Right. But but I understand that it it it's valuable to a lot of people who want who want to know that stuff. And that's mm-hmm. the core of it, right? Sure. So, yeah. so whatever. So buy coffee or don't. Hey, I got an idea for a giveaway for 20,000 subs. Mm. I don't $20, know if $20,000? Man, wouldn't that be nice? 20,000 campers. I would enter to win that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know if I should talk about it right now on this podcast, but that gave me an idea. I like celebrating stuff like that. You Throw know, it out. We we should, get to, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a piece of gear that people would want. A Kemper. 
Well, that would be really great. Higher than I was thinking, but... Okay, what is it? Uh, I've got a set of Lambertone blondies mm. that are in that Squire. Mm. And I'm thinking about losing the Squire, because I don't play it much. Yeah. But what if we gave those... What if we gave those pickups away? What if, what if we uh, what if we give the squire away? Do What's, people want that squire? I don't know. You don't want it's it. It's not great. They, yeah. What it, but I mean, but yeah, sure. They can take them out if they want. I mean, I was just going to take them out and sell them. What's the a, squire or, worth? Oh, God, I paid hundred and eleven dollars, one hundred nineteen dollars at Guitar Center. I really did. How are guitars that cheap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did I even get to the store for that? You know. Got wood, you got strings, you got all sorts of stuff. Well, we should do a giveaway. We should do something. I think we did like a one we earlier on, like a year into it, we did like a birthday thing and like some giveaway or you know. Yeah, I mean I've given away a million Kemper prep packs and stuff. Oh yeah. But you mean like a physical Yeah, like marking, you know, like we're doing that we're you know, Mm. this is happening. Yeah. So anyway, that's an idea. I like that. Yeah. I like that. We gotta find a giveaway thing. So let's let's jump into um, what I was kind of interested to talk about, which was you. Um, the world of digital has expanded for you. You got a Captor X. I did. Yeah, you're, so, you're into it. Yeah, and before that, I got a um, the FM3 Fractal mm. unit. So now I'm swimming in so digital. You, wait, you have a you have a Helix, a full size Helix, and a Stomp, and a Stomp. A Kemper. Several Kempers. A, st- a stage. A s- and, yeah, and, and a, a toaster. And a head and uh-huh. a to- toaster. You have an FM3. Uh-huh. You don't have the big Axe 3. No. But the Captor X. And now you've got the Captor X. The and you, you have the Strymon. Do you still have the Iridium? No. You I got sold, rid of the I Iridium? Sold, that, yeah. sold the Iridium. Why it, did you sell the Iridium? It was my least favorite out of all of them. I just, I don't know. I couldn't get really get on with the, I, okay, I like options. I like to be able to tweak stuff, you know? And so the three, um, the three amps, not enough for me. Like I liked two of them. I forget which ones. Yeah. The, uh, the Iridium really is like the Honda Civic of modeling gear, yeah. isn't it? It is very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't believe anyone's going to stop you and be like, what was that tone? Wow, the Iridium. But, right. but. In your pedal board, integrated with your effects, uh-huh. you can get people going, whoa, your guitar sounded great. Oh, I've heard some videos of guys playing them, and I'm like, and that it sounds, sounds legit, you know? Yeah, like, so absolutely. good. You know, but it's for so me... It's so utilitarian. It's not, yeah. it's so, you know, it's... And you have to like what they give you. You're, you're really stuck with it. So if I, you love it, you're stoked. I think one of my problems with, I it was, it, it's almost boring to me. It's so simple. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. You know? There's, like, there's a couple groups online and stuff, and... The thing is, there's so much to talk about with other. Like, I feel like because there's all these oh, funny, tricks yeah. and things. There's there's the Kemper. Obviously, <laughs> have all these menus. Helix has all these things, all yeah. these intricate things. Like, how do you do this? How do you get? What's your secret? Mm-hmm. What's the secret to these to the Iridium? It's like maybe which IR I used. Right. It's like our old joke about the Timmy. Like, you'll never guess you'll where never my knobs guess. are set. <laughs> you'll never guess. Like, we should release our Timmy settings. <laughs> right. So it's it just it's so it. It, I mean, it, maybe it's really well thought out in the sense mm-hmm. that, you know, there's very little mystery about how to work it. And yeah, I think I'm on that same page. And some of it comes down to like IR. You know, that's a that's a well that people can yeah, fall down yeah. and do the whole thing. Um, Probably the biggest mystery is that the mids knob turns into a cut control on the AC30. Yeah, you have to figure that out. 
Um, yeah, and I also did a little bit of AB, you know, like between that and the stomp, you know, mm-hmm. back and forth, just pull up an AC30 and go mm-hmm. back and forth. And immediately I would start making changes on the stomp that I thought sounded better that I couldn't get to on the Iridium, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I mean, when they're that close, so they have the same IR loaded in both. It's just like, what is the amp section doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, the stomp to me was way better, but yeah. So it's funny. You could you could look at the um, the Iridium and go, well, it's 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 so simple. It might be a little limited. Mm-hmm. So let's add some options, and then you start adding like an EQ, and then and then you start adding like some yeah. other parameters, and then pretty quick you're like, well, you know, I might as well like add in just some simple effects, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon you have another model right thing. like, like yeah. you, it's not a simple thing anymore yeah they showed so a lot of restraint with that product yeah, you yeah. Know? it's a ki- I, I i still to me the iridium and the hx stomp are up there as some of the best like products that guitarists have at their disposal oh for sure yeah you know yeah um but neither of these those two products have, get me very excited okay do you I'm, know what i mean I'm fully with you yeah it, it's like they're great they're great yeah. tools. I honestly think every yeah. every guitar player should own a Stomp. I mean, I think they're incredible pieces of gear. A hundred percent, I agree. Less than five hundred bucks. It's crazy value. Yeah. The ability to go direct when you want, mm-hmm. and then be useful, very useful as a pedal and just effects oh, yeah. when you don't want is to me the thing that I think beats it beats out the it over the Iridium. Right. But I will say this: I thought fifteen minutes in the Iridium sounded better than the Stomp. Okay. And what I mean by that is I feel like Line 6 has created this ecosystem where there is some mystery and tactic involved to like kind of get things where you want them. And I feel like everything sounds a little better with like an EQ adding some mid range. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it just, it just, it, 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 I just felt like the, the Iridium sounded really good right away. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Even, even people like, oh, I don't like the stock cabs. Mm-hmm. These are fine. These are what's wrong with these? There's yeah. nothing wrong with these. Oh yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So I've done a lot of tweaking with the FM3 now. Mm-hmm. Like I've jumped into the software. I've tried some downloadable worship tutorials. Alex Strabala, like just my so own stuff. People really like the FM3. They really love it. Sound yeah. wise, compared to everything else out there, what do you think? You know, I think the effects are the strongest. Uh, mm-hmm. selling point for me the effects are really good they're very uh versatile a lot of different types of like i kind of miss having like a real analog delay and a real mm-hmm. tape delay and like the stuff that they're doing rather than the kemper just giving you a delay that you can make darker or add mod sure. to like it's sure. they're actually like modeling uh, mm-hmm. specific things you know which i like same thing with the stomp uh for me it's still the feel of the amp like when i play that just an amp section on the FM3 versus the stage, um, I can't get the. I got you know more time with it, but the FM3 just f- feels stiff. Still feels like kind of mid pokey, and I don't know that. I and I've gotten used to the sound of the Kemper amps. You know whatever signature sound people mm-hmm. say they hear, whatever. I probably have just gotten like addicted to that. Like that's what right, I want right. to sound like when I play. So going over to this other thing, there is a, a really big difference. I mean back and forth. So. Um, yeah, it's fun to get in there and mess with all the, like the wiring and like the. So let's rank them on three categories. Okay. First, sound. Rank all the units. Just pure tone. With Helix as the third one. And Strymon, and you know the tones you're getting from the Captor X with an amp. 
So there's is that five? Yeah, because well, so we didn't talk about you. You or we mentioned it, but you you have the Captor X. Yeah, I didn't even know this, but you have two amps. Like I kind of knew that. Yeah, I, I remember you buying the amps, uh-huh. but but when you reminded me, I was like, oh, I forgot you have two amps. We talked so much about digital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I bought a, a Bad Cat uh, Cub Forty. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one with the El Thirty Fours in it. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 Forty. And then I have a light, and that's a head and a cab, one twelve cab. Mm-hmm. And then I have I bought the Lightning or the Matchless Lightning one twelve combo. Right. Yeah. Right. I got those two amps. Those are nice amps. Yeah, I got them because I got really good deals on both of them. One was local, one mm-hmm. was like a reverb thing. Um, and I just I want I wanted to go back to you know when I come over to your house a lot of times I want to play amps like mm-hmm. I want to plug into an amp and like hear it and play it and push air and do the whole thing. And since I don't have any, you have to bring your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I want that experience at church or like at right. whatever. So yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, I've been turning them up and like having fun, just sitting on stage by myself playing through amps has been super fun. Right. You know. So um, but then I thought, okay, if I have these amps. I'll get more use out of them if I can take them direct, if I can do a digital thing with them. So I thought about the Aux. Yeah. Uh, but then the Captor X has all these great reviews and it's cheaper and like all the stuff. So, Small, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's I'm like probably two hours into playing with it, but it, it sounds incredible. I love mm-hmm. it. It's so good. Okay, so you're enjoying that. Now mm-hmm. rank Amp and Captor X uh all the stuff you know i don't want to put it in an order that might affect you but you know i have i can guess on what the order will be Mm -hmm. Um, but i haven't asked you this yet but what in terms of sound just what gets you the best sound i think as of right now i would still say the kemper gets like just listening to it i still think that i'm getting the best sounds there Mm -hmm. um close close second would be the captor x more than the fractal more than the helix and to be fair with the Captor X, you're limited to the amps you have. That's the big thing. So there's there's added versatility with the other all the other platforms, including yeah. the Kemper that can, you know, maybe affect the decision here. Yeah, I would have to grab like the amps, the like a Lightning profile, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just put it next to the the Captor with right. the Lightning. But right. yeah, I mean, they, and I did a little bit of A B between the the profiles I like and what I was getting recorded, like listening back to my recordings of the Captor X. And they're so close. It was almost a testament back to the Kemper of like how much how, this sounds, how much this sounds like a real amp. tube amp. Yeah. Okay. Number three. No. Oh. No, no. What's your number three? Oh. So you said Kemper. Oh, close yeah. Second, Captor yeah. X. Yeah. And then I would probably go with the, the Fractal mm-hmm. and then the Helix. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the Helix. Yeah. Where's, where's the Iridium on that list? Bottom. Bottom. Last. Last. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's really just from like when I would do the A B stuff. People are gonna get mad. They get mad at me uh, whenever I say anything about the about the iridium. Yeah. And I always say, I like the I like it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really useful. Totally. It's really it's Yeah. You know? And if I I mean I, I am a big believer in what you've said about it being useless if you uh aren't using the iridium for something. Like I do it think that's have a, a challenge. Boost. So <laughs> I did have some people tell me um, in the comments, well, no, you can actually use the iridium as an overdrive by defeating the cab and using the amp model basically as an overdrive. Like an amp in a box overdrive or something. So, yeah, you can do that. That's, so I guess they did think of that. They did think of giving it some. So if I you want to use it as an overdrive, that. yeah, that's, yeah. that's, huh. that's cool. I've never tried it um, to do that, but yeah. Um, yeah. 
I would have to have someone prove to me that that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 look, every overdrive, you know, um, if you don't turn it on much, if you leave the gain low right. and you push the level more into an amp, mm-hmm. you get very similar results. Yeah. <clears throat> that's why, unpopular that. opinion, that's why all those people who talk about V1 or my, my stage one drive, stage two drive, my mm-hmm. third stage drive, my second stage drive. Yeah. Sometimes I look at their setups and I'm like, you just have three boosts and you spent, right. and you spent $1,800. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, They're all like super boutique, like, yeah, like a boost. super boutique yeah. quant and you don't have the gain up at all. Yeah. And, or you have the gain on very low. And then it's like, that means 85% of the signal passing through is literally the clean sound. It's just getting louder. It's the signal going through. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Only 10% is sent to ground and then mixed in with the overdrive. Yeah. When you um, do one of the other pedals, um, I mean, they all tend to be, when they're not adding a lot of gain, they tend to be the most transparent. Mm-hmm. So if you only add a little gain on top of a little gain on top of a little gain, you've gotten the sound of almost none of them. <laughs> Right. Maybe that yeah. works. I mean, maybe that works. Yeah, if it works for you, then I mean, that's that's the whole point. But you know who had an interesting setup years ago? Um, you know Roman, the guy who does. Um, oh yeah, uh huh. Schnobeltone, like West Coast. Schnobel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, who are you thinking? No, I'm thinking he's like in Oregon or, or Washington yeah. or something, and he Wherever does uh, in yeah. years. In years. So he's involved with 64 years. Schnobeltone is. I think, yeah, I think yeah. He, like, well, you know, he, you know, he, and he does that. Um, he has a pedal. Right, the daily, daily driver, the daily driver. That's right. And um, anyway, so his name is Roman, and I don't know what his last name is, but um, I ran into him years ago here in Nashville at a battle of the bands. Did I ever tell oh, you this? No, That's I never told you this. <laughs> at a battle of the bands, and um, we came from San Francisco. I don't know where he had come from, but he was in a band with like all his with like his family. He has like three brothers or two oh, brothers. Huh. I don't know if it's two brothers and a cousin or two brothers. I don't think Schnobelton listens to this. Mm-hmm. But um, he was playing guitar and he was playing a Yamaha solid body, one of those solid body double cut, kind of Les Paul yeah, double cut uh-huh. uh, kind of guitars. And he had three rats on his board and he wasn't stacking them. He had one set to very light drive, one set to overdrive oh, and one set for like lead. It's like presets. Yeah. And I talked to him because I was like, you have, it's like presets. He was like, yeah, I have like three, it was three rats and he had it for everything. I don't remember what else he had, but I remember thinking it's a unique setup. And at the time I was playing like an orange amp and Mm -hmm. I was playing like uh, some keyboard in this band. And um, I don't know, they won, um, they won the battle of the bands. Oh. And, uh, and then I think they, they were awarded like a development deal with word records or something. And I don't know that if it ever... So this anywhere. is going back. This is like years this is years going ago. back, and you know yeah. they had a sound that was very much like Leland. Okay, it was a very much. Um, uh, I want to say like they sang the song "Revolution," but that's literally a Leland song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Was it Leland? Um, no, but they they had he had a, like I think a younger brother who could really who could really belt. Okay, and they had a one guitar, one drums, and um, that's super cool. I think there's some stuff. I, there's some stuff on YouTube of his old band. I don't remember the name. Okay, but anyway. I always kind of wondered if he was in a, he kind of plays like, yeah, that, you can tell he's like very musical and yeah. songs and writing and stuff like that. He, um, but he was using the pedals like presets. For sure. Like, here's my preset 
but it'd it was be th- great if he had like a switcher and he can just one button like right, change right. whatever. He- it's three Proco rats. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, and that was it. He probably could get a box. One, someone could make you a box with three rat circuits inside and three. And it would just like flip flop. Like every time you hit a button, it would just yeah, or, switch or just on and off. But I mean, off, you could at yeah. least just get one box, so it's yeah. not like uh, so many failure points. <laughs> you know, of the of the cables in between. No, no, and it's stuff, so true. You know, and three battery compartments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so yeah. back to the digit. Did you have more questions about? Yeah. This? So okay. okay, in terms of sound, uh-huh. we ranked Kemper Captor uh-huh. uh, Fractal mm-hmm. Helix. Okay. Iridium. And then, yeah, the Iridium's not really in yeah. this. It's we'll a different purpose. A different yeah. purpose. And I honestly thought the Iridium out of the box just sounds better than the Helix out of the box. Yeah, you have to work on the... So I can, so I, I just want to put that as a caveat. It's not really in this yeah, thing. Yeah, for know? sure. And I don't have it, so I can't talk and if about some, it. And if someone told me I want the most, I want the best amp tone to go direct, and I want to use my pedal board, hmm. I'd be like, HX Stomp or Iridium, maybe get the Iridium. Yeah, for sure. You know, if they don't need any more effects. Yeah. In terms of fun, which one made you want to play more? The Kemper. <laughs> the thing about the We Kem- didn't plan this, and I hate... But people are just going to say, you're a bunch of shills. Yeah. You choose the camera for everything. <laughs> right. right. But I like what I like. You're really not, though, <laughs> right? Like, if anyone's a shill, maybe I'm the shill. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're, you, you've you always been, like, very, uh, 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 you know... I like you'll trying you'll new try things. anything. Yeah, yeah. You'll try anything. You're always buying amps. You're always trying pedals. Uh-huh. You're, you're not... You don't it's have... the hobbyist side of me, you know? That's not the utilitarian yeah. side of me, you know? The thing about the Kemper is... Um, and I, f- I have found this to be true. Okay, the captor is like not in this conversation because of what it is. It doesn't make amp sounds. You mm-hmm, know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a cabinet solution. But for the the Helix and for the FM3, I'm finding that I don't like. In fact, I would never use about eighty percent of the tones I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. There's so many tones that I'm like, this is not good. How do I dial this out? How do I like salvage this terrible tone? And then I get something that I like. Right. The Kemper is lit- literally like... High percentage shots. 95% of... I mean, it's just like going through profile after profile. I'm going to have like 4,000 profiles on my my uh, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, editor. And That's they're all world. so good. They're so good. You know, and so the, it's just... I think it comes down to the technology for me that the profile of an amp is beating out models of amps. I think that's what it comes down to is that if I had that amp... I would be getting those tones, you know. I think you're. I think it's true. I think it's going to be true in the uh, quad cortex as well. Yeah. I think the captures are going to surpass everything else. Yeah. And I think they're going to. I think the models are going to be very like heavy gain focused. Okay. I'll tell you why I think that even more. Okay. So today, I believe the day I'm recording this, and probably this comes out, or maybe yesterday, they announced. Uh, Neural DSP announced the new their new plugin, and oh. I guess I, I guess they took some of their engineers and went to go work on Quattro Cortex, but then they hired more engineers huh. to keep creating plugins. Yeah. And the latest plugin is the Gojira plugin. It's the heaviest plugin they've ever made. Okay, so they have different plugins for different amps. Is that the thing? Okay. Yeah. So like, there's a um, there's a Pliny one, and it's his plugin, and then okay. uh, they have it's like for different people different people oh i it's see like inspired by the player Co- okay. uh, Corey wong has one 
um, you know, funk guy and doing it, all the funk and stuff. And it's kind of like the amps that they're known for using or whatever. Yeah. These it's are like what's... the tones are, they're known for using. They okay. don't really copy the amp, but you get it something like the amp. Okay. Um, but they did a bunch of different ones. The Gojira one is the heaviest they've ever done. And to me, it just signals, um, they didn't choose Brian May. They didn't choose mm-hmm. somebody who has a, a, a little more of a broader appeal mm-hmm. in terms of stuff. Now, now Corey Wong is not a heavy game player by any means, mm-hmm. but he's very niche in terms of his tones are all funk, clean yeah. funk. Is he in a band or is he like an artist or something? Um, he's in, he was in uh, Volpec. And oh, then okay. also, you know, he pl- he's with uh, um, he's in a bunch of videos with Mark Latiri online. They're like playing. Oh uh, yeah, okay. You know, so he's uh-huh. um, killer killer player. Volpex killer band. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. To me, it just meant like uh, whoever here is the product guy is very focused on. Like they're very into this market. Yeah. You know, in the way that Tone Junkie might be into a market. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing wrong with that. So that just made me think. I don't see. I don't see how anyone can make the case the expertise that they've demonstrated in their classic AC30 tones, in the classic bassmen compared to blackface, compared to brownface, compared to, uh, you know, uh, an, like a, an AC, like a, um, uh, what's this little, Sears, Silvertone, you know, compared okay. to, uh, you know, the, these types of more classic tones, I don't see them even really venturing into. Yeah. Um, so it just makes me think, does anyone have any logical reason to believe that the models will beat out Fractal? Mm-hmm. Just on their own. Yeah. The UI's better. The, there's the things we know, but the things we don't know are what it sounds like. Okay. And, so help me understand something about the quad cortex. So uh-huh. uh, so it comes with models like the Helix stuff does, yeah. but it also, can also you, has capture tech. And are you capturing the whole signal? You can capture anything. You can capture a pedal, okay. an amp direct, or you can capture a whole signal. So chain. wouldn't that kind of be like against what you're saying, like the because I feel like the Kemper was also built as sort of like a heavy tone, like German rock thing, but like the the technology doesn't limit you to that. So exactly. So what you're saying was what I was going to say next, which okay. is this: I don't believe, and I know people are going to say, well, uh, you know, the cleans on. Uh, you know, Danish Pete's Instagram sound good. Malarkey. Mm-hmm. Everything can sound fine. You get it in front of you and play it and feel it. Mm-hmm. And all of us can put up a video about a blind test between a Helix and FM3 and a, and a Kemper and no one can tell the difference. Right. You're not playing it. You're not feeling it. You're not even familiar with the tone. Uh-huh. If you have to, if you have like an AC30, you're going to get one of these things and try and dial in an AC30 yeah. and you're going to, you're going to like the one that you're most happy with the AC30 that feels most like the sort of idealistic rig you have in your head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your experience is analog, is pedals and having an amp mic'd up. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is there's no logical reason to believe that they got the models better than anyone else. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but it's a complete maybe. Mm-hmm. There's not even circumstantial evidence to really lead you there. Unless you say their heavy stuff sounds so good, they must get the rest of the stuff right too. That could be, but... What's a binary thing, a yes or no, is those engineers can capture an amp and hear if it sounds the same. So if they say the capture tech is on, it sounds like the amp. It Mm -hmm. tricks people. I would believe that claim. 
I would believe that claim more easily than I would believe the claim we have the best sounding models. Now, no one has made that claim. They haven't come yeah. out and said, our unit's going to sound way better than Fractal, way mm -hmm. better than Helix. I'm just saying, they have plugins. Yeah. People really seem to like them. Mm -hmm. They're really focused on one genre. We haven't really seen plugins for other types of amps. If they say the capture tech's on, someone can hear whether they're capturing the amp correctly or not. Yeah. And I don't, and from my experience with the Kemper, I'm not sure if you can capture a JCM 800 and a dual rec. I don't know why you couldn't capture an AC 30 and a Fender twin. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If matching a sound is matching a sound. Mm -hmm. And so if you have that sound and they're matching everything else really close, <laughs> I get what you're saying, you know? Right. Um, it's sort of like, did we achieve our goal? Yes or no. Right. It's, it's objective. Mm -hmm. That's a much more objective standard. Does our capture tech sound like the amp we captured? That's objective. What's subjective, I think, is does our AC30 sound real? Mm -hmm. Compared to what? A 90s AC30? Yeah. The 62 AC30? My 66 AC30? Right. Uh, the one in the Helix? Mm -hmm. I don't know what, you know, these are all kind of different, different for, for feeling sure. yeah. and, and, and things. You know what I mean? So will, will you be able to... Um, not use any of their models on mm -hmm. and just start from scratch with whatever you want to. Well, I think their models are always in there, like the Helix. I mean, it's in the firmware, probably. Yeah, but I it's mean, not it's, like well, you it's have in the to software, use, right? You have to start with something they already have built. You could start. You could make your own. It's just like the Helix. You start with blank um, signal chain. Okay. And so you bring in blocks, or so you just what, assign blocks. What so, are you planning to do with a quad cortex? So I'm planning to capture the world. Okay. <laughs> Meaning the amp and the cab, just like you do, would do a profile. So I think the opportunity here is do the whole amp, the studio kind of version, mm -hmm. and then do some directs and then also capture some pedals. Um, you really can't capture the, um, the cab unless mm -hmm. you do it with the amp because no sound will come out. Mm -hmm. And if you do it with that other sound, it's an impulse response. That's kind of what I was asking. Like I, I haven't looked into this thing much at all. I thought you were just going to make IRs for the quad cortex and use their their amp technology, but you can do both. It's captures, yeah. Oh, it's, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But can you? And Fractal has recently, from what I've been seeing online, has recently patented some sort of capture technology themselves. Okay. Which is a, a departure from where they have been. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so maybe they'll integrate that into the Axe 3. Maybe the Axe 3 has the processing power to mm -hmm. do that. Maybe, or a future product. Maybe not, or a yeah. future product. Wow. But. Um, that's an exciting time. Super exciting time. Yeah. Huh. See, that's why um, what I talked about in the last podcast was I almost have every blackface amp. Like, I'm dangerously close. Right. You and I have talked about this. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. Yeah. Dangerously close. And after that, the plan is, let's get every tweet. Mm. And then after that, the plan is, let's get every brown face and silver face drip edge. So, at that point, and then I've got the AC-10, the AC-15, the AC-30, AC-50. Mm -hmm. Then I've got a couple Marshalls, if, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> is one of them, like... Blue or magenta or purple? I don't recall. Okay. Um, but you can, at that point, it's like, all right, my job is to capture these on any platform that captures. Mm -hmm. And here is a historical catalog of tone. Wow. It's like a t digital time Like a capsule. little library. 
People can just like a library sift through that thing. Library of the world. Wow, I feel like a lot is riding on this thing, like the quad cortex. So people are so excited. People are excited. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? I got the notification. Our salads are here. Oh gosh, I'm so hungry. Mmm. I love that. Mmm. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. You know, Suze, someone one time on the podcast said it's very unprofessional to eat on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly this guy's never seen a, uh, you know, what's mukbang? Mukbang video? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is just the Korean art of eating too much on YouTube. But, um, I would, uh, I would say, um... You know, well, look, what are you expecting? <laughs> I think your comment was, have you been pleased with the rest of the production value from this podcast? I think I asked the guy, like, <laughs> was this your first episode? Because, right. I mean, it wasn't like the first time. We had had experiences going to Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Khalifa Farms, mm-hmm. sitting on your porch. Khalifa Farm. Talking into your phone. <laughs> Numerous times. But, here we are. So, okay. Kemper to FM3. Okay, that, that was what made you want to play. So we did Best uh-huh. Sound, what made you want to play. Kemper made you want to play. Mm-hmm. Then what was second again? Did we, did we get through this? I probably, um, no. I'd probably go Captor X. Mm-hmm. Because um. the amp. It enables you to eat an amp again. Did you say eat an I amp? Did. I did. Wow. Um, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because of the same kind of thing, like turn the knobs, move things around, different IRs. So it's like I was only getting good sounds. Right. And so that makes it's quicker to get back to playing mm-hmm. than it is sitting there tweaking. I tweak a lot on the, the fractal and the helix. Um, I might put fractal last because their their UI on the on the app is is good. But it, boy, it's confusing. Like in terms of like the routing and like, I mean, for the first five minutes, I couldn't figure out how to get sound out of it because you actually have to make cables and plug them in and out of things. And you have to, the first thing you have to do is make an input, which seems ridiculous to me. Then you have to make your <laughs> signal chain, and then without an output block, you have no sound. And I was like, oh, and not until I got someone else's presets. I was like, okay, input block, everything you want, output block, make sure all the cables are plugged in. If one cable's missing, no sound. It's it's very, you have to like learn what you're doing, you know? Whereas I figured out the Helix. It sounds like minutes. a simulated signal chain. Yeah, exactly. And you, you just know? have to know what, you know, how everything works. But it's very flexible, which I like. But so far it's been mostly tweaking and I've gotten like two tones out of it that I'm like, I could play on a Sunday with this. But I think what's interesting about that is it does make it maybe more difficult to use at first, mm-hmm. but you know, you can have on the Axe 3, correct me if I'm wrong, you can have four different things coming out of four different outputs, right? I believe so, yeah. So you can set up multiple delays and have four different things coming out of each one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, left and right of each delay. Right. You know. And I I am hitting DSP issues already, you know, like... Um, You're on the smaller unit, I'm too. On, yeah, so it's not... You're I on the stripped down... Yeah, one amp, one, one amp. cab. But I even still, they you know, that's it's supposed to be the more portable unit, so it's not really designed for the most yeah. DSP. 
Yeah. Just to be fair, like mm-hmm. it's the it's the hey super portable version of the Axe Three. Yeah. Same thing with the Stomp. It's like yeah, I'm not yeah. getting. Although now we have eight blocks on the Stomp. I just yeah, did the that. DSP issue is still the same though. Yeah. You know. It depends on what you're using, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. It may, if you like EQs, they don't take up a lot of DSP. You get a lot of you get you you're always going to be able to get more of those. Mm-hmm. I have found now that you have eight blocks on the Stomp, you usually can add something useful. Oh, totally. You yeah. Know. Agreed. But, um, you know, it's not quite enough to, like... To go crazy with it. Yeah, you still can't do dual amps and all the effects you would normally use. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're still just going to run out of stuff. The um, the new, uh, like, pitch stuff. Takes Your egg up, wasn't like... cut in half? My egg was cut in half. No. Huh. What's the deal with that? I don't know. By the way, these are, if you're listening to the audio... Mm-hmm. These are Buffalo Wild Wings Cobb Salads. Yeah, these are really good, too. I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's got the bacon in there. It's uh-huh. got the blue cheese crumbles. Um, I love the fact that <laughs> this is a good direction to head, by the way. We used to just eat Taco Bell at like mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night. Well, we're trying to be more responsible. <laughs> now we're eating salads. You know, we're trying to make good decisions. You've been dropping the LBs. Yeah, uh-huh. You've been eating well. Yep. I honestly have been trying... Since the first of the year. And, but you know what I realized? Those liars at McDonald's. This is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I thought I was eating no carbs. Okay? By getting what? Are you you're getting Well, here's there. the thing. I've been going to Starbucks, and I know that at Starbucks, I can get an iced coffee with whole milk or something. Hmm. Well, then I someone showed me, oh, they have an, a sugar-free latte. So I started getting that with whole milk at uh, at, at Starbucks. Okay. And then someone was like, you know, if you want to get your coffee a little bit sweet at Starbucks, you can just put in a little, you can ask for the sugar-free syrup. He'll give you a little thing. And I go, oh, so I started doing that in my coffee. Great. You know, Torino or whatever Mm -hmm. is the the coffee Mm -hmm. flavor company. And... Once I drank that a couple times, I then realized that it was the drink with the sugar-free iced coffee, sugar-free vanilla iced coffee from McDonald's was cheaper and, uh, uh, you know, there's just McDonald's around. Yeah. uh So I started getting those and I probably drank those for a week and a half, a bunch of them. Okay. Until I realized there's actually a bunch of carbs in it. Not from sugar. Not from sugar. So I guess it's it's because they're whatever the creamer they're using is not like a heavy creamer. Mm-hmm. I should have known this. I should. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at Starbucks, I can ask for um, heavy cream or mm-hmm. whole milk or half and half. Usually, I would get half and half or heavy cream if I'm really doing no sugar, full keto. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't do that at McDonald's. I just kind of got lazy. I must have drank one or two every day. Oh, okay. And. It just becomes what I do because I, I will often have a coffee in the morning. Yeah. So I would drop the kids off, come home. There's a McDonald's on the way home. Mm-hmm. Swing by. Treat yourself. I'm not getting any. Yeah, I'm not getting hotcakes and sausage here. Yeah. All right. I'm like, hey, just give me that coffee. This is a sensible. So I can just sort of make it through to lunch, and then right. I'll go have a salad or something. I'll go have some, some, uh, some, some, some wings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you know, get on the scale. It doesn't move. I go, what's going on? Right. Then I start looking. Then then I start counting calories. 
then I started keeping track of the calories because I go, yeah. I must be overeating. Yeah. I'm still getting too many calories, which last time I did keto and, and, and it worked, I didn't have to worry about. It didn't really seem to matter. How much did you lose on that that first round of keto? You and John were going crazy. Don't right? get me depressed here, Suze. I don't want to know where you're I at went now. for about 100 days and I, I was probably 30 to 35 pounds lighter than I am now. So did you lose? I lost about 30 pounds doing it. Okay. I remember John said it was like 50 or 60 pounds. Yeah. He lost a ton. Yeah, and he's kept it off for like a year and a half, two yeah. years. It really he is where work. I was. He is where I was after that ninety days. Tell tell the story about the okay. and what you told this morning. About what? About the Andes. Oh yeah. So when you don't eat sugar, it becomes. When you don't eat sugar, yeah, it's like. I imagine it's like the first time you had cocaine, but I've never had cocaine. <laughs> One day I plan to try cocaine. Yeah. Not today though. Not today. I have a very wise, successful friend who I'm not going to say his name. But he's a uh, he's one of the founders of Wired magazine, and uh, he's a futurist. He's written a lot of books. Okay, one of his books was one of the inspirations for the Matrix. Oh wow! He was a consultant on a lot of these uh, Matrix-like movies. Anyway, okay, for what the future might be like, he's a futurist. He had never tried LSD ever. Wanted to know what the big deal was. Mm -hmm. So he asked his friend. Can you and me hike to the top of this mountain and I do LSD? And then I want to experience it and I want you up there to keep me safe. Not on LSD. The other guy. Not on LSD. Okay. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. Right. One of us has got to be the designated driver. Here. So they did. And you know how I got this information? In his Christmas card, they wrote a little thing of what each person had accomplished that year. And he detailed. That was his. <laughs> this doesn't seem like a great idea. Wow. This is a man who's like, you know, won awards for his writings on the future and uh, and his research. Of, right. Uh, you know, but that was what he pointed stuff. to. Yeah. And he was like, here's what I did this year. Side note, blue cheese dressing, kind of like low, low carb-ish. It's yeah. more yeah, yeah, the yeah. fats and yeah, like yeah, probably yeah. sodium and yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Blue cheese ranch. I'm enjoying the things. flavor and I've got an extra one. I didn't know. Yeah. Obviously, this is better than a hot chicken sandwich you know so completely completely i make so go, go, go ahead with the with the with the Andes. okay so there we were so if you don't know andy's is like a frozen custard type of place um it's del delicious it's so delicious my gosh and so we've got one down by my house and so you had been doing really good 100 days or so on keto no sugar your ketosis was just on fire you know just was, burning all that i was flying oh my gosh just flying around I didn't flying even need high i didn't need the tesla and for whatever reason, I think maybe, you know, you just either craved it so much that we got it or you felt like, I deserve this. I've been so good. We went we went through the drive-thru. We got the, um, I mean, these the enormous cups of, uh, of ice cream with all these toppings, blah, blah, blah. I'm enjoying mine. I look over at you. You, you physically look sick. <laughs> like, you might throw up. You ended up tossing the rest of that thing. I had, like, two bites. Your statement to me was that it, it tasted and felt like eating granulated sugar yeah like che chewing down on like chunks of sugar like you might put in a like a cube of sugar in a coffee just remember, eating those i remember getting a little shaky and my my <laughs> underneath my tongue was like like numb like tingling yeah which is a weird thing yeah because i was eating the same thing you were and mm -hmm. i was like eh, it's kind of sweet it tastes good <laughs> and you're like that's not good Suze. <laughs> your body has become so accustomed uh. to overeating and over sugar everything so yeah, it's incredible how we do that. But anyway, the Tone Drinking Podcast has definitely changed now. 
No yeah, more late doing... night Taco Bell. <laughs> now we're getting we're getting salads. That was the pinnacle of uh, maybe some some bad choices. So good though. No wallet though. Couldn't pay for it. No. Remind we... me, we we got in line, ordered, got to the checkout or whatever the the window, and couldn't pay. Yeah. And so we put it on hold or something. Well, I told her we were coming back. With the wallet. Because I was like, don't waste the food. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want that food. She didn't relay did, this message. So did, when we got back again... They had to remake it. Mm-hmm. Did they eat that? I bet they did. I bet they weren't even done making it. So some of it didn't even get made. You know, we'd ordered a lot, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that's the order of made you want to play. Yeah. In turn, good. I'm trying to. I don't know where you're headed with this next one. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would put Fractal as number one or Helix. Hmm. Maybe the app. Like if you just ask me about, I actually really like the um, the Line Six app. I think it's great. The way it's laid out, the way it looks, the way it behaves. I I might per- still prefer it to the um, the Fractal one, mm-hmm. just because it's so intuitive. I, I immediately, without going to the manual, can I know how to morph stuff. I know how to assign switches. Like, I still don't know anything on FM3 about how to make it my own. Possibly and they, though, and the you started the on the FM3 before the Helix. <laughs> yeah, you that's would feel true. like you might just feel like, he would feel like the Helix is underpowered or something. Yeah, or like it doesn't do enough. It's like it's like a yeah. And the Kemper, yeah, you know what I kind of like in the Helix and the. Um, and the FM3 too, mm-hmm. or the Helix and the Fractal stuff too. It's like Samsung. It, 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 it's like Apple and Android. It's okay. like iPhone and Android. Okay. If you're a real tinkerer, you really want to deep dive, get it, and do everything. Be have the ability to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're gonna just feel it. And the Helix is just straightforward. We've done a bunch of stuff for you. Right. But what about this? Nope, can't do it. But I don't like the way they did this. Too bad. Sorry. I see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I do enjoy the Apple user experience. It is easy to use. It's easy for my mom to use. <laughs> she <laughs> stopped. She doesn't call me anymore and ask me yeah. any basic things. And she's not trying to edit her home screen to do all sorts of widgets exactly. and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So maybe it's a little like that. But maybe had you started on the FM3 first, you'd mm-hmm. feel, you know, you'd feel differently. Yeah. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. In terms of price, best value. Talk about best value for a second. We got the stage at sixteen at sorry, seventeen hundred. They're not even mm-hmm. doing sixteen nine nine nine. They're right. just doing uh um or sixteen nine nine. Mm-hmm. They're just doing um seventeen hundred. So flat rate. What is the FM three? Um I think it's a thousand, nine ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. What a what is the Helix? Like fifteen ninety nine? Yeah, for the big one. And then and then HX Stomp is five ninety nine? I think so. Four or five ninety nine? I like paid four ninety eight out the door for the stomp because it was like some You got on Primax bl- though, right? Black Friday. Yeah, Primax is always selling stuff for like no money. Yeah. Remember I had to wait like three months for that? Primax and me have already made the same amount of money this month, but I made mine on give me a coffee. Mm. You know, send me a coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, Primax, I don't know how they do kind of what they the deals they do. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. Um 
they just they don't have a problem making no money on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really, um, it's really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, free shipping, no tax, free returns. Yeah, and it's and they're marking it below usually map price and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They're just they're just moving units, but you know, there's a lot of units to be moved. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I think it's like. Immediately is the stomp is the best value. It's the cheapest, and it kind of does as much as the other ones do. Like you can use an amp, a cab, effects. Like, but sound quality wise, do you feel like the FM3 beats it? I think they're super close, and they shouldn't be for half the money. Hmm. Super close. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. But I think for the I wasn't extra, expecting that. But for the extra money that you spend to get the stage. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost like, is that the best value because of how good it you're sounds. very happy yeah, with I'm the camera. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like, you know, a thousand to 3000, it'd be like, okay, I like it the best, but it's $3,000. What's your you take know? on, uh, on bill? Bill loves the FM three. Yeah. Bill was very helpful. He came to my office with his X three and let me play it for an hour. And that helped me decide I, I want to try the FM three. So he says he's getting great tones. He's on the FM3 though, right? No, he has the X3, the mm-hmm. XFX3. Big old rack, mm-hmm. you know. He's using his pedal board into, into that. Uh huh. Um, a giant pedal board. It's into humongous. The FM, in, yeah. Into the... He has that thing dialed in though, man. Yeah, I That's, know. It sounds really good. That sound. I was playing his Novo. <laughs> it's an incredible guitar. Right, right, right. Into his huge board. Into his act. The full X3. It was like okay. Yes, you're spoiled with this tones. Yeah, yeah. And he's using real amps. You know, he was talking about using his uh, DC30 mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, DC30 yeah, yeah. with the um, fractal as his two amps. You know, and running it that way. You know, or just running two amps on the fractal. I mean, he's got options. Yeah, he was running so, a Kemper in an amp. For yeah. A while. What was interesting about that day was that we played the. Um, the fractal for the whole day we're going back and forth kind of just he's showing me what it does and at the very end of the day um it looked like it was raining but i think there's just stuff falling off of your <laughs> no it's snowing is that really yeah but look the sky is so blue that's just because the contrast you can't see it because the sky is bright and so is and the snow is very Crazy. small i can see it a little bit like when i look up at the wow. trees wow okay i yeah. thought the stuff was flying off there's a win- people can't see it there's a window just off 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 the camera here and also for the people listening it's, yeah that uh, was a yeah maybe unnecessary for, but... for the podcast ogs <laughs> this is the same window that i once saw a, a rabbit out of that's and i said right. oh my god a bunny you that. know <laughs> Because I came the next day and you're like, Seuss, guess what happened? You were so excited. Um, anyways, so, yeah, what was I saying about the... Uh, just he was showing you how much it did and everything. Yeah. And still at the end of the at day. At the very end of the day, we turned. I was like, I have to. I'm sorry. I I have to play through the Kemper. So I, play, I opened the Kemper, played through it, and we looked at each other. It was like... It sounds good, you know, like, <laughs> I think he was expecting, like, after all of that, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it was going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't go back, you know, right. kind of a thing, but even, I think even he was kind of surprised, like, you know, and here's the thing I've noticed, man, like, I love my own stuff the best, you know, I play worship tutorials stuff, mm-hmm. I play all these people download, and I think what I dial in sounds the best, because I was in charge of it, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm sitting there playing his rig through his whatever, and it's like, that sounds good. 
but when I went back to, I went back to my Sue's performance and was like, oh, it can't beat that. Do you think you could recreate the Sue's performance? That's what I'm trying to do right now. be happy with it on, the, on everything? That's my goal right now. Actually, it's my goal right now on both platforms is to make an FM3 um, template, like my, my Arshal mm-hmm. template, mm-hmm. that I would be as happy with. Same thing for Helix. You yeah. know? And if I can get there, then that's great for me because I can... I can use any of these and feel like I'm at home on them. Right now, I only right. feel at home on the Kemper, you know. So. Right. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Could you? You think you could feel at home on anything? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. You can get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next easiest thing would be the captor. Right. Just using my board. Right. The amps and the board. And what delay and stuff are you using? Are you the Strifect again? The one I was playing the other day was no, it's the L Cap, um, and the Big Sky. Mm. So the, those two together, I kind of want to go back to the Volante. Remember how good that sounded? Yeah, the Volante really sounded incredible. That was that was pretty special. Yeah. So that into the um, Big uh, Sky, I think might be the, the ticket. Yeah, that was pretty special. Did you ever play the Night Sky, the new one? I never did. No, and I mean, you know, how much buzz do you hear about that still? Not a lot. No, not right. a lot. Not mm-hmm. a lot. It's it's you know, look, people don't. <sighs> The Volante is really incredibly musical. People are going to get mad about the Night Sky. It struck me as a little gimmicky. Which one? The Night Sky. Okay. You know what I mean? The Volante I really felt like was special in the sense that it, 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 it had a musicality to it that was just... It made you do things you wouldn't normally do and the results mm-hmm. were great. The Night Sky to me just felt a little... Um, like these. this is all nice to have. But I can't see this being essential to my sound that I couldn't live without. Yeah. And it's, especially when the big sky exists. Right. That's the pedal that really has kind of defined the entire genre of super, you know, you know, what do we call them? Mega reverb pedals? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these super delays and super verbs. I'm trying not to say super reverbs. That's obviously something else. <laughs> but, you know, these, these like, yeah, these giant reverb pedals mm-hmm. you know well what did we accomplish today i think so so it, best sounding we're gonna say the kemper for you uh-huh. is your opinion that's right uh made you want to play the most kemper <laughs> come on they're gonna say we uh-huh. did <laughs> and then best value the stomp there we go uh-huh. there we go yeah but can we can we point something out if yeah. we were doing rank choice voting uh-huh. The Kemper probably wins, but the FM3 is a close second. What's the, what is rank choice? So it means the FM3 keeps getting second place for you. Oh, okay. And so we gotta like you know consider that there is some subjectivity here, mm-hmm. but it is ranking high okay. on your list. So you obviously prefer the Kemper. I think that's a fair statement. Mm-hmm. But the FM3 is ranking high for you. You like it. Uh, the, the effects are good. Mm-hmm. You're saying you enjoy it. Uh, it's a little more difficult to use than the Helix, but it mm-hmm. made you want to play more than the Helix. Was that yeah? Yeah, right? that's right. Uh-huh. So you, it was kind of more fun to play. Made you want to play the guitar more. Yeah. Than the Helix. Yeah. It was a little more difficult to use. Mm-hmm. That could be maybe because you're not as familiar. I think it is. Um, you still prefer the Kemper, but we talked about you know you. 
you have your sound on the Kemper that you're happy with. You've dialed in over yeah. weeks of adjustments, and yeah. you know you play live with it, and then you go, actually, let me try this, and then, and then you know that's kind of how you want it. Mm -hmm. So if you could recreate that on the FM3, it's possible you could be very happy with that platform. Totally, yeah. And we've said a lot of times before, like, it's memory is an interesting thing. So if I didn't mm -hmm. have the Kemper for a month, yeah, I I could You'd, totally get into these other things. It's it's. Of course, if you commit to any one of these platforms uh -huh. in a week or two, you'll be convinced it sounds amazing because uh -huh. you're not playing other things back to back. Yeah. It even happened with the captor. As soon as I got the captor, I recorded some clips, sent them to some friends and was like, this is the captor X, go buy one. You know, mm -hmm. tube amp friends, you know, they're like, I love their tube amps. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go get one. And then I said on the text to them, I was like, I've never heard the Kemper sound this good. It sounds incredible. And then the next day I just pulled up the recording again with my Kemper live and just play the Kemper. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> you know, so even that was yeah, like, you, you really just you fall get, in love with yeah, tone sometimes. Whatever you're hearing at the time, you know, like not to give us a, a you know, a plug and, and we're going to end this in a minute, but how good is the match LC oh, four? Dude. You said oh, was that, your favorite. Yeah. The LC, just the standard LC four. So, so good. And turn the gain down and it's, there's your cleans. I mean, it's like, killer one of the best we've come out with in the last i would say three to four months agreed you know agreed 100 yeah. percent agreed yeah 100 percent agreed and uh i thought it sounded better profile than the real amp did only because i, I used a more uh i yeah. used my matchless speaker which was more broken in the one yeah. that was in there just felt very harsh mm -hmm. and so i was pleasantly surprised once i got it mic'd up and got in there i went oh my gosh this sounds incredible yeah i've been thinking i heard you say in a video recently um that the the, uh, the Kemper sounds better than an amp, you know. And sometimes I was like, it does. I, it amps really are, is listen, true. Amps are loud. Mm -hmm. Speakers you get, they need to be worn in sometimes. And like in the case of this Laurel Canyon, uh, the high end was like very fatiguing on the ears, yeah. and it was too loud. And and um, being able to just um, profile it with an already worn in speaker of the same kind, same same speaker. It's just I have a worn in one. It's in, it's it's awesome. It's awesome, and then you just get it, and then you can always have it at the sweet spot. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is the, you know, I don't know. You, you know, you use a master volume, you get it too low. How loud can you really have it? But the Kemper, you can get it right there at the sweet spot, and it just sounds like a recorded tone. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, this, hey, we might we might entitle this, Suze really does love the Kemper. I really, it's, yeah. Is that, what's that called? Com confirmation bias? Confirmation bias. <laughs> the people listening, yeah, this confirmation bias yeah. for sure for them. Um, no, we'll call mm. this, uh, we'll call this um, Sue's Ranks Digital Amps. Mm. There we go. Healthy choices. Healthy choices. <laughs> Sue's Ranks digital, digital Amps and Healthy Choices. You know what we didn't talk about except in passing was the Ox. Do you still have the Ox? I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm kind of interested I, in... I use it for direct profiles every, every week. Okay. You know, every... I would, and I'm a UAD guy. I've got the all the you know the, mm -hmm. the Apollo and the, all the plugs. So you won't like it as much. You don't think so? No, it, it doesn't sound as fat as a lot of people's IRs, as just IRs in general. Uh. It has a sort of tone, but it you know it is a it sounds good. It mm -hmm. sounds good. You can make it sound good, but yeah. I just always felt like it doesn't sound very fat on its own. That's true. I I played the Captor X with the Wall of Sound you know, plug in for a while and then went to our, you know, our, that's hard to say. R I R R I R S. Yeah. Um, and it, you R -I -R's. know, R I R S. Yeah. And it, you know, it sounded better, you know, right, so it's right, like, right. okay. And so the ox doesn't let you drag in 
R- no, IRs. no IRs. No IRs. Interesting. Just modeling. I did not know and that. Speaker and cab modeling technology. That's twice the money. Yeah. I mean, it's thousand dollars. Now, right? now it's also um, a load box, which so is mm-hmm. a Captor X, mm-hmm. but it's also an attenuator. So is a Captor X. It's an attenuator yeah, as well. That's got three different settings for attenuation. You plug it back into your cabinet and lower that thing down. Well, the um, I'll just say this: the aux is completely variable. So instead oh. of three levels, you really do have a complete master volume. Oh, that's That's nice. after your amp, yeah. Before your speaker, yeah. And then you have a separate control over line out to the front of house. Okay. Does, do you get that in the Captor X? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I haven't done the cabinet in the room yet with it, but. So, I mean, that's something there. And then um, you can have presets. I don't know if that matters, but you can also add delay and reverb because they have their own delay and reverb in there. Yeah. That, uh, and the Captor does that, but it's only like five on the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, okay. Yeah. That's how the aux is. There's five, uh, there's five presets that you can set cabs speaker you know whatever your cabinet speaker yeah. settings are and then with delay and reverb and there's five you can put up there and if you have a plugged into a computer you can recall you know mm-hmm. 150 or so i don't know some endless amount mm-hmm. you know who needs that many and you know it's funny there's people going like oh it's, it's the purple haze sound but it's like you don't have the amp <laughs> you, you know what i mean it's you have a, everything but the, yeah it's this huge piece it's a marshall of cab and some hall reverb and mm-hmm. i don't know you know something but anyway hmm. uh they pair it with amps and then it sounds kind of like that thing well i don't need to try that anymore we can try it. I mean, I haven't pulled up the software in a long time. It does connect to Wi-Fi. It puts out its own Wi-Fi network, oh, and then cool. you can use uh, um, your phone to control it. Okay. So that's very cool. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this uh, this episode of the Tone Junkie Podcast, episode 89. Holy cow, it's going to be episode 90 coming up real soon. Can you believe it? I can. Um, we are uh, out of here. And uh, don't forget, you can buy HWO coffee. Coffee. <laughs> it's a great idea. It's a great idea. It's such a fun idea. Mm-hmm. My name is HW. Thanks so much for listening. I'm the Seuss. HW and the Seuss out. Out.